0: So before we get into this week's episode, you should just know that there might be some traumatic stuff involving pregnancy loss in the scenes with Aaron in the Skerin prison, and we'll give you another heads up when we're getting to those scenes.
1: Welcome to Welcome to the Uncharted Territories. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 4, Episode 18 of Farscape. Prayer. Okay, I really like this episode.
0: It's a good episode.
1: I mean, I don't particularly care for the John sections of the episode, but I like the episode overall.
0: You know, it's funny. I feel like there's a specific cinematic choice in Farscape that you don't like because... it seems like the thing that they do in the John segments is very similar to the things that they do in the episode with the cricket aliens.
1: Just the random slowing down seems really weird. And I know we discussed you you thought it was like a thing to demonstrate that. The, the
0: wormhole's destabilizing.
1: But, I mean, it's just bad cinematography. Okay, Like, even if you're doing it on purpose, congratulations, it's bad cinematography on purpose.
0: I don't think it's bad, but I think that it's frequent that in this show you don't like the choices they make (laughs) cinematographically.
1: Accurate. (laughs)
0: Which is fine, which is fine.
1: Well, I mean, I understood it with the Cricket Alien thing. Like, it was hard to watch the whole swinging light thing, but I get what they were doing. I really don't feel like the random slow-mo adds to the atmosphere or anything. If anything, it takes me out of the moment.
0: Okay, okay. So remember season one when we hit nerve, and then it was just like everything from then on, it was like we're accelerating towards the end of season one and everything's so good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, buckle up.
1: Yes, this was generally a really good episode. Although, in retrospect, God, everything John does is just the stupidest thing possible. And we- talk- Man
0: has PTSD!
1: Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I know this is- Something you can't acknowledge because there would be no plots otherwise. It's very odd that he is looking for his missing
0: girlfriend. They're they're definitely together at this point.
1: He's looking for a missing person and you know who he doesn't ask to help?
0: The person who is on and off psychic?
1: Yeah, the psychic lady who lives like three rooms down, Chiana. Which I feel like I do have to mention because Godwin was the last We haven't Shiana talked did, about
0: her being psychic in weeks.
1: Which is fine. I never really got what the point of that was. It was such a weird thing to randomly add to the character.
0: I know, I know. So weird that I, like, forgot about it when we started our rewatch.
1: But, like, does it come back ever?
0: I don't- I just- told, I forgot no. about it. Maybe. Who knows? It just seems-
1: if I were looking for someone, and I know it's not a it's not a plot hole or anything, people mm-hmm. forget stuff all the time in real life. There's a really good example, which I can't use anymore because it's from source material. We don't talk about it anymore. But, like, a character making a bad choice is not a plot hole. Or a character forgetting the existence of something that would be very useful and would solve a particular problem.
0: Well, here's my question for you, though. Mm-hmm. Is Chiana's psychic ability actually ever useful?
1: God, I barely remember her using it so probably not but like
0: wait you just did a poll on twitter about people with useless psychic abilities and you forgot to include chiana
1: that is true
0: that's that's how not helpful her psychic ability is
1: it was phoebe hallwell the og useless psychic
0: Uh huh. uh-huh
1: it was cordelia chase
0: which i was offended how many people voted for cordelia
1: uh, you know the poll wasn't who's the most useless psychic though
0: the poll question was, didn't see that coming, yes. so... Uh,
1: the precognitive kid from My Babysitter is a Vampire,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and the uh, newspaper cat guy from uh, Early Edition, who I listed as newspaper cat guy.
0: Yeah, Coach Taylor.
1: Yes. Also not the character's name.
0: <laughs> Ron Livingston. Is that the character's name? No, it's the actor's name. Okay. I don't remember the character's name, even though I watched so many episodes of that show...
1: I missed early edition. I'm aware of it through, you know, osmosis, but...
0: I feel like we should maybe watch it.
1: Was it good? No. Was it always christian or was that just the excuse to get it on PAX? Because PAX didn't really have much in the way of programming.
0: I don't... I... It didn't feel like it was Christiany to me when I was watching it. I, I, was, I was younger, though, so it's possible that that was going over my head. And there is definitely the whole, like savior kind of thing happening the but cat
1: was sent by god there's, there's, so, so coach schiller would be jesus the cat's the holy spirit in the newspaper is god
0: sure the cat's god in the newspaper is the holy spirit mm. i mean it finds him no matter where he goes and he feels compelled to help people and he can't use it for his there's there's a personal gain rule he can't use it for his own benefit but, but, unlike Buffy and the Charmed Ones, and I did actually really appreciate this about the show, even as a child.
1: It let him win enough of the lottery to compensate him for his time.
0: Yes, he was allowed to sit down, make a budget every month, and win exactly that amount in the lottery.
1: So he didn't have, like, a real person job, then?
0: Nope, he just saved people from the newspaper.
1: Alright, fair.
0: So, speaking of prayers.
1: Way to loop it around.
0: Right? That's the name of this episode. As you will recall, Aaron has been kidnapped by the Scarens.
1: Also, importantly, Aaron is with child.
0: When the sebation It's actually
1: important in this episode, there's actually a reason to bring it up.
0: When the Sebation scientist lady said that, I was so- Because Max and I didn't watch this episode together for once. I was so excited for you when she said that. Yeah.
1: We're just quoting Naranti, but yes.
0: Who is barely in this episode. Was she in it at all? Well, the Rigel Naranti hybrid is in this episode, so the actress is. But then there's like a weird thing where when they're on Moya, they're like, let's wake up Naranti and take a vote. Just so you know, she's still like around. She's (laughs) just asleep.
1: I like to think that Stark is also on the ship and people have just been not acknowledging him.
0: That would be amazing. Anyway.
1: That one episode of American Dad where. Francine realizes that Haley's still in the house and she's just been lying low for six months.
0: Oh, I thought you meant the episode where Jeff explains to Steve that whenever you don't see him, he's just standing in this room staring at the wall.
1: Honest to God, Jeff Fisher is one of my favorite characters on American Dad. I know you don't care for him as much, but.
0: No, I like Jeff fine. No, Jeff's fine. I just, I, I'm not as big a fan of the Jeff in space episodes. There's
1: like three of them. Yeah, so I don't
0: have a problem with Jeff. I just, it's just the Jeff in Space episodes don't do it for me.
1: I like the one with the majestic. I have no strong feelings on the other ones. Yeah. I wish he'd kept the alien body though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That show gets weird. <laughs> that show gets so weird. Seriously, if you have not watched that show because you think it's just like knockoff family guy, Do yourself a favor and catch up, because that show goes off the rails in, like, the best possible way.
1: Although, skip the first couple of seasons. Like, there's stuff in there that you'll want to revisit later, but you should watch the good stuff first.
0: I really am trying to figure out, like, the best place to start, where it's not like, oh, we're so edgy, late 2000s humor.
1: Because that that sticks in even later.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure where the... Honestly, I'm so tempted to tell people to just watch Gold Top Nuts. Gold like, Top Nuts
1: is great. Don't,
0: which is from this season, the current season. And I'm like, just don't even worry about anything else. Just watch Gold Top Nuts. No explanation needed. You don't need any context. You know why? We didn't get any when the episode started. It just happens to you.
1: The Labyrinth one, maybe? or
0: Oh, man. Yeah, the Game Night episode?
1: Or probably not Rabbit Ears for a starter.
0: No, although I do love Rabbit Ears.
1: I mean, Rabbit Ears is really good. The one where Steve gets a spinoff, I mean, it, it, it's not super indicative of what American Dad is like, but it is a really fun episode. I mean,
0: is it not? Top of the Steve? Yeah. All right, well, this isn't Welcome to Langley. Let's, uh... Falls. Yeah, this isn't Welcome to Langley Falls. Should it be?
1: Yeah, we're just going to be talking about American Dad from now on. You can just assume everyone made it out of Farscape fine. American Dad!
0: Welcome to the Uncharted Territory is now a podcast that takes place in the basement of the of the home from American Dad.
1: Which is weird because American Dad also takes place in Stan's personal heaven.
0: Right, after so, the rapture.
1: So is there a little is there a little hell inside Stan's heaven that he's now trapped inside?
0: Well, I know you know this, Max, but I will tell our listeners, for those of you who do watch American Dad, my assumption is just that there's like a multiverse and every episode takes place in a slightly different dimension. Mm. So it's they're all just slightly different AUs of each other. Well, we- but then some, with the exception of sometimes when they come back around, right? Like in the episode where Stan and Francine are maybe going to swing with Barry's parents and Barry's like, remember <laughs> six months ago, even though it feels like 10 years, right? Mm. So those two episodes... That are 10 years apart take place in the same universe.
1: Yeah, and obviously all of the Christmas episodes take place in the same... Not all, but a lot of them. All of the ones where they're fighting Santa Claus Yeah, the directly. ones where they're
0: at war with Santa take place in the same universe, but like...
1: Although that's also the rapture timeline.
0: Right, yeah. So that that's all the same one. But like, I'm Dreaming of a White Porsche Christmas is its own timeline. That's not the same one. Which is that
1: the Time Traveling Angel one?
0: No, that's a different one and that's a different universe. I'm Dreaming of a White Porsche Christmas is the one where he wish, makes oh, the wish that oh. his family disappears. Yeah.
1: And then he learns a lesson and goes back to his actual family.
0: Yes. Uh. That's a good episode. A that's one, I'm Dreaming of a White Porsche Christmas is one of my favorite episodes, honestly. I wonder if that's a good episode to start with. I don't know.
1: I feel like you kind of need to know Stan, although maybe no, not. No, because they,
0: they established it at the beginning, so they establish how terrible his family is so that he can wish that he didn't have a family.
1: I mean... I- I might do the one where he, uh, where he goes to heaven. The Christmas one where he goes to heaven. <laughs> the heaven, the heaven guns. Oh no, they can kill anyone.
0: Why do we have these? Lisa Kutra is the angel in that one.
1: No, she's the, she's the time traveling, uh, Padgett Brewster is the angel lawyer.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Oh, you know what? I was mixing up the one where he goes to heaven with the, okay, so those are th- Those are three different Christmas timelines, because I was mixing up the one where he goes to heaven with the one where he does the It's a Wonderful Life time travel, and then he hijacks Lisa Kudrow and goes back in time to stop.
1: Ronald Reagan from being assassinated. Yeah. Or. Sort of. Shot. Yeah. And he ends up altering the timeline so that, yeah, yeah. American Dad gets good. American Dad gets good. And it still does have some of the, you know, Seth MacFarlane stuff, because.
0: But honestly, that really does fade away.
1: Yeah. And once once it once it decides to be its own very surreal little thing, it becomes really good. One more thing before we get back to Farscape. <laughs> I know how much you love the uh Haley Joins the Exercise Cult episode. Yes. And I love it too. Uh huh. But I think Close Enough did a better version of it.
0: Okay, but did Close Enough had June Diane Raphael in it?
1: Actually, I think it did.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: I'm pretty sure she's the alien queen who wants to use um, who wants to use that actor you like, um,
0: Jason Manzukis.
1: Jason Manzoukas, uh as a love slave.
0: Oh. Okay. That would make sense. to do that podcast. How did it get made together? Yeah. How did this get made? Ha Huh. huh.
1: Also, I feel like June an- June Diane Rayfield is a person you would get to play in Alien Queen, as we saw from her role on Lower Decks. Uh,
0: June Diane Rayfield is amazing. Um, okay, so this is a thing that I am proud of.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm
0: definitely proud of it. I, there was no June Diane Rayfield creator page on TV Tropes, so I made one. Because what the hell? What the hell? I was trying to link the Lower Decks episode because she plays... Paul Shear's mother in Lower Decks and of course she is in fact in real life Paul Shear's wife and there's like a little trope for that but I couldn't link it and I'm like why can't I link this to June Di- Why is there no page for June Diane Raphael? She's amazing! Should we talk about Farscape?
1: We we should. I, as a reminder Aaron is with Child is that what launched this?
0: Uh no you were actually talking about how John was not being smart in his way of tracking down Aaron. Okay yeah
1: I still think this plan is stupid, apparently it works out for them, but his plan is basically to travel to the alternate timeline where everyone's a different race for some reason, because-
0: I did, I did get excited again. Two times I got excited watching this episode, thinking about you watching this episode. One was when the Sebastian assistant said that Aaron is with Child, and the other time was when Scorpius gets on the ship and he's like, okay, wait, so- it's just the crew, but all like blended together. How does that even happen? What is that even?
1: Yeah, I am ten thousand percent team Scorpius right here. Okay, so John's plan is that they're going to go to the alternate dimension where alternate Sukozu, who is merged with Stark, or if she's one of Stark's race.
0: Yeah, although interestingly, it it's interesting to me that John kind of seemed to inherently know how to refer to them, even though every every crewmate every crew member on this alternate moya is two crew members kind of mushed together Mm -hmm. and he seemed to understand that this one was stark even though it's stark and sokozu yeah and then like the one that's Naranti and rigel scorpius understood as rigel the one that's dargo and jewel john understood as jewel
1: which is weird because uh because scorpius understands him as dargo her as dargo
0: well that's because scorpius has not met jewel that's not right but john says it though scorpius hasn't met jewel is that right
1: i mean no it, it's entirely possible i guess also we will talk about it when we actually get into the episode but i feel like they're taking a lot of pot shots at jewel and i'm like you wrote her you don't get to be like oh jewel sucked I mean, I guess you you can you can poke fun at your own missteps as a creator, but yeah, yeah, it feels a little mean. Like they've already taken they already had like that in the video game dimension when she was upset because no one wanted to eat her, and
0: yeah, enough picking on Jewel.
1: Yeah, I don't like Jewel. I didn't like Jewel at the time.
0: Sukozu's is a much better version of that character.
1: Sukozu is better in every possible way. But like I said in in the episode where they accidentally caused a genocide, I don't like Jewel, but I also don't enjoy it when bad things happen to Jewel. Yeah. Like, I genuinely feel bad for Jewel. I just don't want to spend any time with her. I don't want to see... She's not a fun character to watch, but it's also not fun to watch bad stuff happen to her.
0: Right. She's not, like, so bad that you love to hate her.
1: Yeah. It's not like when something bad would happen to Zelina in Once Upon a Time and you're like, (laughs) heh heh. Don't Sucks for you.
0: I don't know that that's how we were supposed to feel.
1: No, we were supposed to feel bad for her because she's like,
0: Why doesn't anyone trust me just because I keep stabbing everyone
1: in the back? Ooh, remember how I killed Neil and that never gets brought up?
0: Okay, if we can't relitigate once upon a time, we will be here all night.
1: <laughs> Mary Margaret threw a baby in a death pit.
0: Rubble can killed his wife. Okay, now we're done
1: and then he extra killed her in super hell
0: stop we can't we can't for some reason tiktok keeps showing me once upon a time discourse now i don't know why the algorithm has decided to do that to me and i'm i cannot engage right now
1: he destroyed his wife's soul after he murdered her and then he gets to have a happy ending with his other wife
0: oh my god oh my god run bell run and don't stop running
1: Okay. So, Aaron is in a secret uh, Skarin prison. John is going to an alternate dimension to, to try to get information about the secret in prison. So,
0: to clarify John's plan, Sokozu, when Aaron was being kidnapped by the, by the Scarens, overheard them mention the base Katrazi. And John remembers that when he was going through all of the different dimensions, when he was going through the wormhole, in the weird, all-blended-up dimension... Stark slash Sokozu said the word Katrazi. So now he's going to take Scorpius. By the way, he told Scorpius, like, come with me because I don't care about any of your fucking politics anymore. I just want Aaron back. So you help me and I'll give you wormholes. And that's the plan. They're going to go to alternate Stark and find out what Katrazi is, where Katrazi is and then...
1: Hope it's in the same place in this dimension.
0: That's the plan.
1: Okay, well, I'm assuming it works out, because it would be a huge bummer if Aaron just had her on separate plots, you know, in a completely different place, like this was fucking Glee in season four.
0: I mean, you're assuming that they're not just gonna kill Aaron and then, like, clone her somewhere. That could also conceivably happen on this show.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be Stephanie from the Baywatch movie.
0: Yeah, except this is a sci-fi show, so it actually makes sense on this show. <laughs>
1: You mean you don't think it makes sense that the beach samurai, who is arch nemesis with David Hasselhoff, cloned his dead ex-girlfriend?
0: You know what doesn't make sense? In this episode, Erin refers to herself as PK Trouk Girl, which is a joke that only makes sense if you know the names of episodes of Farscape.
1: We should actually get into this episode. What happens in this episode? Yeah, but but we should get into the plot because we've been talking for like 40 minutes. Oh oh
0: my god. All right, so it opens with Aaron talking about a god that there is a fable about amongst some peacekeepers that she's heard about. That this god was worshipped by six different worlds and... Even after all of the worship, everything that had happened, the god basically came and destroyed all of the peacekeepers who worshipped her. And when the peacekeeper said, why did you destroy us even though we gave you everything? She said, because I could. And that is peacekeeper theology for you. And I I really like the way that, the very cinematic way that it opens with Aaron telling that story.
1: Oh, I love all the Aaron stuff. This would be, I mean, this is still a high-tier Farscape episode for me. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for the John plot, this would be a top-tier episode. This would be, like, top four or five.
0: Yeah. And also this episode, I mean, I was not in any danger of not loving Claudia Black slash Aaron. Like, that was never going to happen. But... We go from Aaron telling that story to Scorpius, you know, going with John to the transport to get ready for their mission. And uh, not the transport, his module. They're going to take his module into the wormhole, obviously. And
1: I like how he's like, so what happens if we try going through the wormhole and you just mess up history and then I have to learn a bunch of new kings? And John's like, no, once you've been to an alternate dimension, you've got, like, brain GPS, and you can automatically go back to any dimension you've previously visited?
0: Yeah. They told him that when he was in the, like, wormhole.
1: Oh. I guess that information just slid off my brain like water off a duck's back because it was so boring, that whole episode.
0: But the part that I really like here is that Scorpius is reminding John that There is very little chance of them getting Aaron back alive. And if they do get her back alive, her brain is going to have been destroyed by being tortured by the Skairns. Because Aaron is withstanding all of this torture like a fucking champ this episode. Like, she is not breaking down.
1: But he... But Aaron didn't go on the men's retreat that they went on where you get locked in a kitchen. She
0: didn't need the men's retreat! She was like... I mean... They're trying to break her down, and she's like, oh, I just remembered. Y'all can go fuck yourselves.
1: Anyway, John and Scorpius make out so that they'll be bonded as blood brothers. Okay, or okay. whatever for this mission.
0: Okay, yeah, Scorpius wants them to take, like, a blood oath, like, a-, a blood oath that John will give him the wormhole knowledge and that he'll-
1: A Scarin blood oath, and John's like, don't you hate Scarins and- and Scorpius is like, shut up and give me your blood. Okay,
0: but the blood oath involves Scorpius pricking John's finger and then sexily licking it. And John says, what are we in the mob? And I'm like, John.
1: What mob <laughs> are you talking about?
0: <laughs> what mob movies are we-? And, and now I'm just imagining that like John going to the video store and accidentally w- renting the Sopornos instead of the Sopranos.
1: No, it's it's that one episode of Futurama where uh, they're coming back from a from a a mission on Mob Planet, and Fry's like, "I don't care what you say. I think that mobster was gay." And they're like, "No, he was giving you the kiss of death." And Fry's and then Bender's like, "Wait, did he use tongue?" And Fry's like, "Yeah, a little."
0: And then, by the way, then when they do the part where like John has to like Scorpius's blood off of his finger, he like barely puts his lips to it. So then Scorpius sexily licks his own finger because I guess the finger being sexily licked is part of it. Yeah, no, this is a, this is is a porno scene.
1: Yeah, I think Scorpius is just adding his own little twist onto (laughs) this.
0: His own little sexy spin.
1: His own sexy spin off of this horrifying blood ritual. Or maybe he and John just got married in the dark way. Oh
0: my god, (laughs) reference to our Charmed podcast. Yeah. Oh my god. So, back on the Skerin ship, Aaron is being tortured with heat delirium. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. I- I- sorry, I was gonna correct myself and say not with heat delirium, with the Scarin, heat ray mind control thing, but of course her being a sebation, the heat delirium is a real danger.
1: Okay, so they need to use the heat power as part of the psychic thing then, because- It it seems like he's unable to draw the information he wants from her. Although it, it feels kind of like what they did with Wonder Woman's loss of truth in the movies, which I don't like, where, you know, it would just zap you until you told the truth instead of just compelling the truth from you. Like, it doesn't really feel like he's using psychic powers so much as he's just heat torturing her to try to get information.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what? You're right, because they actually give her a truth serum later in the episode. So I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, he is just torturing her.
1: I mean, he could just be bad at his job.
0: So it's really heavily implied here that's what's happening. They don't say it outright, but what I picked up from this episode is that the ship she's on is transporting her to Kachatsky, to the, the Scarin base. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get all the information out of her before that. And he's supposed to transport her, but there's a really high chance that he's going to kill her accidentally in the interrogation process. And he just really doesn't care about that. Like that's he's not going to get in trouble for that.
1: His assistant lady kind of mentions that it's a common thing for prisoners to be killed in
0: transport. Right. But I don't think he's the main interrogator guy. He's just like, hey, if I can show up with the information, I'll get a promotion. I think I think that's what's going on.
1: A lot of a lot of stuff that happens seems to be assuming that things will get you promoted.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cutthroat out there in the Uncharted territories. Or we, I guess we're in tormented, tormented space. space now. Ooh.
1: By the way, this is one of those fancy Scarens that doesn't have the horse face.
0: Yes, yes. Because we can't do all that makeup now that we're in Endgame here. Mm. Aaron has already been pretty seriously tortured when they come in and they ask her if she's ready to talk. And she's like, yes, yes, I am. Hang on. And then in perfect Scarin, it is implied, she says, fuck you. And then she's like, wait, wait, let me correct my pronunciation. Fuck you. And I have to assume that she learned that from Sokozu, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, Sokozu would be basically the only person who would be able to teach her Scarin translator microbes and all.
0: And uh, Sokozu would be fluent in scaring curse words
1: so the scaring guy's helper lady who is Sebastian, is like you're gonna need to stop if you don't want her to die and he's like okay y- he's, he's like, like
0: i'm using the normal amount she shouldn't be ready to die from this and that's i thought
1: peacekeepers were trained to endure
0: peacekeepers were battle-hardened
1: and Aaron's like i haven't been a peacekeeper for like four seasons dude get off my ass but he's like, okay, look, patch her up, and then I'm going to come back for some more torture. And you know what? If she dies, she dies. Whatever. <laughs> the, 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 big, the big get here was Boob Sweat Lady, who I'm assuming is also here, but off screen or something. Yeah,
0: I think they can't kill her before they get to the base. He is asking Aaron where John is and to tell him about wormholes. And she honestly doesn't know the answer to either of those things.
1: Yeah, she's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she genuinely has no idea. Where's John? On Moya probably which could be literally anywhere. Right. How do wormholes work? I don't know. Only John knows.
0: Yep. So back on Moya they're trying to convince John not to do this because Scorpius is obviously just gonna betray him and he's like yeah I know but what are you gonna do?
1: Is Scorpius just obviously gonna betray him? I mean
0: I mean no they made a blood oath. They made a sexy sexy blood oath. Also I
1: feel like Scorpius doesn't Betray people all that often. Like
0: That's true. I don't think Scorpius has ever really betrayed anyone.
1: Like, he's an awful person who will do whatever he wants to get what he wants, but he's pretty straightforward. I mean I mean, I guess not with the whole planning a shadow self in John's head that took over him and made him kill Aaron. But he didn't say he wasn't gonna do that. He
0: will tell you what he's going to do and why he's going to do it. It's just you're not gonna like it. Mm-hmm. So Aaron has been tied up, or, or chained up, in a, um, very suggestive pose. And by suggestive, I mean suggestive of Jesus on the cross. Because we are too close to the finale to be subtle right now!
1: Yeah, Aaron is... Not crucified, but in a crucified-esque position.
0: Yes, in an arms-out pose, even though she's not JC. Hmm.
1: Was she the thief on the... Uh...
0: I was actually thinking that that other woman who we're going to see in this episode is is like the thief.
1: Oh, but I thought the thief got to go to heaven because he was like, hey, Jesus, he, are we He did, but yeah. Well, if by got to go to heaven, you mean got... <laughs> I don't think Jesus shanked anyone <laughs> while on the cross. Granted, I'm not it's, as... from
0: the, it's It's from the Apocrypha.
1: It's about as Apocrypha as you can get. <laughs>
0: Uh no, but it actually meant John as JC.
1: Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ, John Creighton. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's not subtle. We don't have time for subtlety, Max. It's two. It's 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 two thousand and one right now, and we're almost to the end of this series.
1: The forty four hundred did that too. The guy who wanted to bring superpowers to everyone was uh, Jordan Collier.
0: I mean, it's not uncommon. Yeah lost had a number lost had a huge number of j names and then of course our hero was not a j name but was instead matthew shepherd Shepherd.
1: Mm.
0: yeah 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 Uh, which
1: yeah it's part of literature you're gonna get you're gonna get your jesus allegories
0: i just i remember in my ap lit class it was like if you don't know what to say just say it's a jesus allegory you're probably right Especially in like AP Lit, where you're dealing with the Western canon, mm. yeah.
1: Mm. Even stuff you don't like, super expect. I feel like you could make a pretty strong case for the Dark Phoenix saga being, yeah, I don't an exploration of.
0: I don't feel like you have to do much of. I don't think. Do you feel like you have to do much to get there?
1: I mean, it's basically about the inability for the divine and the human to exist in the same person. It literally ends with Jean Grey sacrificing her life, you know, to save the universe granted from herself but
0: i mean you could yeah you could literally write anything you could write oh yes Yes. it's
1: gene (laughs) jesus no but
0: yes no yes I, I almost I almost want to do this as like a project now, right? Where, where you give me literally any piece of literature in the Western canon, and I will and, and I'm I'm using a broad definition of the Western canon that includes things like the Dark Phoenix saga from X-Men. Okay, you know what? I'm throwing it out there as a game. Give me any piece of literature from the Western canon and I will explain to you how it's a Jesus allegory.
1: Six degrees of Jesus Christ.
0: Yes. Yes. Do it. Do it! Tweet it at me! Tweet it, tweet it at, at, I love TV zines, okay? Just
1: uh, Okay, so Shredder would be the, or not Shredder, uh, um, the, the rat would be the Jesus in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Splinter! Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah! He's, he's, the way that Jesus was, had to be born as a man, right? He was a man who then had to be born as a rat so that he could lead the other mutants.
1: Yeah uh and uh and and depending
0: on which version you talk about because also he was a or he was a rat who had to be who had to be you know baptized in the who had to be baptized in the ooze the way that jesus had to be baptized by john the baptist before he went out to like gather his people
1: and shredder would be uh judas in this right because he was his like student or fellow Yeah. yeah depending
0: on which version yeah literally can do this with any work
1: so, would, would the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles be the other apostles? Then there
0: is apostles, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: Which of the apostles was the party dude?
0: Oh, Peter was definitely the party dude, but I was actually, I was actually thinking about how Raphael is probably not one of the not one of the apostles, but Raphael is probably like Paul, who comes later and kind of tries to rework the words of jesus into a theology that is more based on scriptural law yeah yeah seriously send him my way send him my way all right so the sebation is like Aaron. just let me or is paul um what's the kid's name
1: jesus's kid casey jones Casey Jones. Paul
0: is Casey Jones, right? And he has his road to Damascus moment.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I can see that.
0: So, the Sebastian is like, Aaron, just tell me what's going on so that I can save your life. And Aaron's like, fuck you! You're, you're a Sebastian working for the Skarens. And she's like, you know, it, it's it's not too great for, for, you know, Sebations either. I really
1: like what this woman says because... Aaron's like, how, like, I'm not going to trust you. You're, you're a Sabatian working for Skarens. And the woman's like, look, things are good for empires. The Sabatian Empire, the Skarean Empire. These are things that are fought for. These are things that, you know, have glory. People do not have glory. People survive or they don't.
0: I mean, I do- she tells Aaron, right? No war but class war.
1: Yeah, like, it doesn't matter to me if the Scarens or the Sebastians are in control of the universe i'm going to find a way to survive no matter what and i suggest you do the same thing young lady because you're not in a great position currently
0: yep yep so meanwhile john has gotten his module to where the wormhole is and he he thanks moya for coming this far because remember moya is traumatized by wormholes but she still brought john back to this wormhole so that he can find erin
1: what, wait, why is Moya traumatized by wormholes?
0: She's she's skittish since the last time they were at this wormhole.
1: For any particular reason? or I'm sorry, Moya's just been through a lot. It seems weird that this is the thing that's got it's her. It's a thing
0: they've said repeatedly now, that she, wormholes make her nervous now.
1: Okay. Not, like, fire. Is remember You, you know, would burn Moya? You would burn Moya, except that you, hasn't been brought up in forever.
0: You would burn Moya was, uh...
1: It, it was the old Aaron is with child.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, John goes into the wormhole, even though it is not stable anymore. And he remembers where to go. But of course, it's it's hard to get there. And he's spinning all around. He says trying to navigate while spinning like this is like trying to navigate on tequila. And then, because John is, honestly, I feel a real kinship with John. Because he's in the middle of doing something, but he has to go on a tangent. And he's like, hey, Scorpius, do you have a drink like tequila? Where you come from where you like drink the alcohol and then eat the worm? And Scorpius is like, please just drive.
1: Please pay attention to the road. So they're in this alternate dimension and they're still spinning, but less. And uh, we're going to find Moya and we're going to try to get answers from Stark. I'm just going to go with Stark.
0: Yeah, definitely go with Stark. Back on the Scarin' Cruiser, they're talking about how the biloid that they sent to the ship that looked like Aaron was discovered immediately. And they're like, how was it discovered so quickly? And of course, what they don't know is the reason it was discovered so quickly is because the fake Aaron didn't know that Aaron was pregnant.
1: It's kind of a, I'm just going to say coincidence. I was going to say fun coincidence, but not really. It's horrifying coincidence that they happen to have her on a breeding vessel.
0: I don't think they do. You and I discussed this when we when we were just kind of briefly talking about the episode. I don't think this is a breeding vessel.
1: Oh, you think that's the thing they made up after she finds out that she's pregnant?
0: Yes, because what happens is the sebation assistant has a suspicion, right? So she goes and she takes a sample from Aaron so that she can test it and find out if Aaron's pregnant.
1: Aaron's very shocked and angry that the woman's taking fluid from her to test, which, I mean... They were torturing you earlier. I I don't get why this is the line that you're suddenly really mad about them crossing. Well, they're
0: taking fluid from her abdomen. She's worried about her kid. She's Mm. worried about her baby. Meanwhile, John and Scorpius are having a conversation while they're, you know, getting to the ship. And John's like, if you did have wormhole technology, if you had successfully stolen it out of my head, what would you have done? And Scorpius is like, I would have taken over as much of the universe as I could. And then I would have destroyed your planet. And John's like, that's not funny. What the fuck is wrong with you, man?
1: Well, John has wasted a lot of Scorpius's time.
0: Yeah, of course, but if he had gotten the if he had gotten the wormhole technology from him immediately, that wouldn't have been the case. Mm. Yeah, point. Yeah,
1: John probably should have thrown an addendum about him not blowing up Earth. Like, I know he's like, I don't care about Earth because they made that mean documentary about my friends, so <laughs> you, can have the te- you can have the wormhole knowledge and do whatever you want, but I feel like I would have thrown in a little thing, please don't blow up my planet if this blood oath means anything.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Anyway, Aaron's being in interrog- I
1: have a cousin, a dad, and one or two sisters.
0: <sighs> oh... Aaron's being interrogated. The scaring is like, how did you know that we were going to come kidnap Graeza? And Aaron is like, I was literally just in the wrong place at the wrong time. I did not know you were going to come. Which, accurate. Yeah.
1: You'd think his mind reading would really help with the torture thing.
0: Maybe he can't. Maybe it's like not one of his abilities. I don't know.
1: Maybe he just really sucks at it. Maybe. He got like a D in mind reading.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's why he's just the transport guy. Then the Sebastian is like, wait, don't. I found out why it's hurting her so much more than it should. Aaron is with child.
1: Aaron is with child.
0: Meanwhile, outside of the wormhole, Sokozu is trying to convince Dargo that they should go because Graza sent that Screeth to Earth. So, you know, the Sebastians know where the wormhole is and they know... The wormhole's the way to Earth, and they're going to come back to the wormhole. So they need to get out of there.
1: Yeah, they need to not be hanging around to this particular wormhole. Although, yeah, you know what? I, I buy it. I I know sebations don't really have a good way to use wormholes yet, because everyone who goes through them ends up jelly, but...
0: but... they wouldn't if they had John's knowledge.
1: Yeah, but they don't. Yeah. But I can see still wanting to hang out in the area and keep an eye on things.
0: Yeah. And Sokozu is making the argument that Aaron is almost certainly dead by now. So there's no point in them hanging around and Dargo's not hearing it. Dargo, who is the captain now, and he is insistent on that. He is the captain now and they are not leaving. As long as there's a chance that John's coming back, especially not if there's a chance that John's coming back with Aaron. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the bond that has formed amongst this crew at this point. The you know the core members the OG members not Sakura obviously because she's like get the fuck out of here.
1: So Aaron's being thrown into the breeding pit,
0: and this is what I'm saying. I don't think this is real.
1: Yeah, because spoiler alert: the woman, the forced breeding woman, she's chained next to, is a spy who's just trying to get information out of Aaron.
0: Yeah. So all of the stuff that's going to happen is not actually happening. Hmm. So, but Aaron is. And, and again, a very Jesus moment where she's now in a different room, in a you know, strapped to a thing between two other women, just like, you know, Jesus at Calgary between the two other criminals.
1: It's weird that the other woman doesn't, like, speak or anything.
0: She, does, she has a couple of lines. She has enough lines to make her not an extra. She's like, oh, is there a peacekeeper here? Fuck her! <laughs> That's her only line.
1: But yes, yeah, so a bright light is breaking through the room and... In- angelically lighting Aaron.
0: Yeah. So essentially the other woman who's in the room, we will learn exists just to kind of get information from Aaron and break her down. But that is not how it's going to play out until the last scene. Yeah. The Sebastian comes back in to try to talk Aaron into just telling them what they want to know so that they don't torture her. She's like, just tell us who the father is because we're hoping it's John Crichton. Who's the father? And she says, I don't know. I've, I've been fucked by so many men. It could be basically anyone's. That's when she says, they used to call me PK Trout Girl, which is a play on PK Tech Girl, which again is an episode title, Aaron. How do you know that? And of course, Trout, you won't remember is the, the slang for, for horror or slut in this universe. Mm. But I, I, I like Aaron's defiance.
1: Yeah, and the woman's like, It would be in your best interest to tell them whose baby it is, and it would be very much in your best interest if that baby was John Crichton's. Yep. Because, honestly, it would go pretty badly for her if it wasn't, because she would lose the little leverage that she has.
0: Yes. Back on fake Moya, alternate Moya, this is the part where Scorpius is like, I don't understand why the- what- what change in the timeline created a Moya where everyone's just- you all mashed together,
1: and John's like, know. Uh.
0: Also, apparently, in this Moya, John isn't mashed up with anyone because everybody recognizes John, and nobody's like, "What transporter accident turned you into John?"
1: Yeah, like, why? Why aren't you? I don't know. Uh, what was uh?
0: Oh, Tuvok. No, uh, Tuvix from that one episode of Voyager.
1: No, what? What? What?
0: Jeff Goldblum in The Fly.
1: No, you're. Way off.
0: The bear from you're way Avatar off you're The talking, Last Airbender? You're
1: way off talking about merging. or things being merged or not merged? Uh, What was... What race was Zan? Delvian? Yeah, it's like, why isn't the John of this world Delvian or whatever?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah! He's not there.
1: He's not. He's just John. He, he's... He's the multiverse's nexus person who exists the same in every universe. Marvel's had like four of them.
0: Maybe he's just that in universes that he can travel to through the wormhole. Mm
1: -hmm. I guess that makes sense. Ish. It makes internal sense. It makes as
0: much sense as anything else.
1: So Aaron's having a little heart to heart with the weird mushroom lady who's chained up next to her.
0: Yeah, she tells Aaron that she has the ability to melt metal, and so they've been trying to breed her with a scarin that can do the same. And Aaron's like, well, why don't you just melt the metal that's holding us down? And she's like, I can't melt strong metal, only weak metal. And Aaron's like... I'm suspicious. There's
1: a fruit on my planet that has a metal shell and my species has evolved a thing to melt it so that we can get to the fruit. So I can only melt things that are the width of that fruit. And Aaron's like, yeah, okay. Okay, Jewel, the other person I knew who could melt metal.
0: She also tells Aaron that she's been palming sleeping pills so she has enough to kill herself now. And Aaron's like, okay, Jan.
1: Like... We don't need to talk, okay, just because we're in the same...
0: (laughs) She's like, hey, Aaron, tell me everything you know and then give up and take these sleeping pills. And Aaron's like, yeah, I'm not, we're not, that's not what we're playing.
1: This is not the Hunger Games.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But Aaron is still waiting for John to come get her. She knows that John is going to find her. Speaking of, on alternate... Which
1: is also, I mean, she doesn't tell them, but she's very confident someone's coming to get her. And like, I feel like the obvious thing.
0: She tells us it's John. She doesn't tell she doesn't tell the mushroom lady that. But she she prays, you know, to John. Or she prays to the the murderous peacekeeper God. Tell him where I am, mm. meaning John.
1: I feel like I would try praying to a different god whose thing wasn't just blowing up all it's, all the civilizations who worshipped her for no reason. It's the
0: only god whose number she has. I feel like uh, you know she,
1: she should pray to Zan. Yeah. We know Zan's doing stuff from the afterlife.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's
1: not like a white lighter or anything, but she is being involved in stuff post-death.
0: That's sad, but it's true. Yeah.
1: I don't think it's sad that Zan's not a white lighter.
0: No, it's sad that Zan is gone and that they don't pray to her because, almost certainly because they didn't have Virginia Hay. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like they almost would have brought her. It almost feels like they should have brought Virginia Hay into this episode. I mean, it's an episode about Aaron starting to pray. Mm. If if Zan was going to be anywhere from the afterlife, it would be here.
1: Yeah, They've especially just got
0: her voice. yeah, especially with the stuff with Stark in this episode. This mm. yeah, but it was not to be. Apparently, when she's waiting for John, the, just the complete confidence she has that John will find her. It really reminds me of one of my favorite episodes of Bones. Okay, there's an episode of Bones with this one recurring villain. Called the gravedigger.
1: Is he the one who eats people and was, like, working with their intern?
0: No, that's a different, that's a different recurring felon. Uh, no, the gravedigger, like, he, he kidnaps people and he buries them and then he, he ransoms them out, essentially, and, uh, if, if you pay the ransom, then he tells you where they're buried and you can dig them up and if you don't, then they suffocate where they are. And at one point, he captures Brennan and one of the other one of the other lab workers and buries them. And they know how much like they set the clock, like they know that Bones has 24 hours of oxygen where she is. And they're trying to find. Yeah.
1: Brennan has 24 hours of oxygen.
0: Yeah. Bones is Brennan's nickname. I said Bones, right?
1: Wait, I thought Brennan was David Boreanaz's character and Bones was...
0: No, Brennan and Bones are the same person. David Boreanaz's character is named Seeley Booth.
1: Booth. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Brennan is the one who's kidnapped. She has 24 hours of oxygen. And Booth is looking for her. And...
1: It's too many B names.
0: <laughs> and there's a point where the clock runs out. Like, they no longer have... Like, the 24 hours are up. It's done. She doesn't have enough oxygen anymore. And the lab assistants are like, oh, no, it's it's, time's up. And Booth is like, we are not stopping looking because I know her and I know she will find a way to survive. So we are working under the assumption that she has figured out a way to get more oxygen, which she had. And we are going to get her and we're not stopping looking. Meanwhile,
1: she killed the other lab assistant, huh?
0: No, they were buried in a car and they got the air out of the tires. Um,
1: hey, there's a slylock fox that that's the solution to.
0: don't 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 bring him into this conversation. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the car, Brennan is like, I'm not worried because I know that I know that booth is going to find us. Like I have total faith in him that he'll find us and he has total faith in her that she'll stay alive until he does. And it's just like this really beautiful moment where of like two people who who are just in love and completely confident in the other. and it just reminds me of that here where Aaron like, Erin knows that John will find her.
1: Except Claudia Black can act.
0: Oh my god. Are you coming for Emily Deschanel right now?
1: I mean, yeah. You've seen Bones, right? I-, I, I Are you saying that you think Emily Deschanel is a good actress? I'm
0: not putting her in a room with Claudia Black or Holly Marie Combs, but- I really, really enjoy that show. I'm not going to, like, bag on on Emily Deschanel.
1: I'm going to put it this way. I believe the character was written around her acting limitations.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, let's go back to Farscape.
1: Like, Tracy Jordan.
0: So, uh, wow. John is beating up Stark. Like, tell me what Kachatsky is. And Stark is, tells him, um, I don't know. If you heard me say it when I was crossing someone over, that's because... When I'm crossing people over, I have the memories, but I don't just have them.
1: <laughs> and Scorpius is like, okay, well, let's just kill someone. You cross them over and get the memories, and and
0: he doesn't—he doesn't even say it though. He just shoots Rigel slash Neranti, and it's like cross him over, do it.
1: Neranti. Yes. Barely in this episode. Yeah. And Stark's like, it has to be someone I love. And John's like, oh, because this is a universe where stuff is different and your powers work differently than my universe is Stark.
0: Which, by the way, he should have already realized because his universe is Stark remembers things even after he's done, when he's not in the trance, when he's not in the crossing people over trance.
1: Okay, why does this universe is Stark's powers work so differently?
0: If we get, we can't get into uh, I know it. we
1: can't get into the weeds on this, but... <laughs> You know what? I bet a Scorpius now because they had Aaron because I was like, I no, actually, I bet, I bet Scorpius is half uh, Nabari in this universe. Perhaps. Wait, do we see this universe's version of Scorpius at some point no. later?
0: No. And I should, I should remind um, our listeners who don't remember from the episode where we actually saw them in this universe mm-hmm. that John knows that. Krace is going to come aboard and kill them all in like an hour, which is why Scorpius has no qualms about just killing. Uh,
1: I totally forgot that. I assumed alternate universe doesn't matter.
0: Like the dream verse in Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Yeah. John does tell Scorpius, I don't like the way you do things. And Scorpius just stalks off. He's like, I don't care. I don't care.
1: No offense, John, but your opinion means literally nothing to me.
0: On the Skerin ship, we're getting some exposition about the way Peacekeeper biology works, that you can get impregnated and stay...
1: Pregnant until it's convenient to have a baby.
0: For up to seven years.
1: And Aaron's like, yeah, I really, I plowed a bunch of dudes, so it could be anyone's. And they're like, okay, but does, do you have an emotional connection that we can exploit with John Crichton? And Aaron's like, if I did, wouldn't I just not tell you? I mean, no, I don't like him very much. We... We don't get on. We, we, we're just coworkers.
0: I'm surprised that they didn't do anything here with Aaron Lyne about John. like when they give because they're giving her some truth serum now. and I'm surprised they don't do any of that. like I watched John Crichton die. But she does, even though even though they've just injected her with truth serum, she tells them that the child belongs to the guy that she fucked on the Leviathan that she then betrayed. I kind of love this because she's kind of half on the... Tr- she's kind of half loopy on the truth serum, but not not totally loopy. And when she tells the story, the story that we know is true about the guy that she was in love with and that she had sex with and that she betrayed him and he was executed by Peacekeeper High Command. And they're like, wait, how did he die? And she's like, I betrayed him. I turned him in and he was executed. And they're like, that's... Not, that makes no sense. And she says, I'm not lying. I'm just a bitch. (laughs) Love it. I love that.
1: This whole thing, they're, like, why do they care if it's not John? Why do they care whose baby it is?
0: Well, they want her to admit that it's John's because they believe that they can pull, like, an epigenetic memory from the the fetus. That they can pull the wormhole knowledge from the fetus.
1: (laughs) Okay. But, like... They're, they keep asking questions about the guy, like because she claims it's this guy, and then she claims it's some other guy that she was boning while she was an assassin. I it, think,
0: it, I think they think that the story about the the story that we know is true about the guy that she boned is so unbelievable that it's proof that the truth serum isn't working. They're like, why would you have sex with someone and then betray him and cause him to be killed?
1: Okay, so these scarians are just really bad at their. Also, like really. With your whole stupid speech about, like, sebations and Scaren and how survival of the individual is the only thing that matters, really? You're, like, shocked that Aaron's like, yeah, I kill people. I find inconvenient even people I've been, you know, sexually intimate with. Yeah. Like, and I'm sorry, scarin', you're surprised about this? Scarin?
0: So this is the this is the moment you might need to skip ahead real quick. The woman who has been next to Aaron, they ask the Skyron asks the sebation assistant if the baby has shown that it has any of the metal melting abilities, and the Sebation tells him no. and so he he kills the he he aborts the fetus in front of Aaron as an intimidation tactic. Again, as we said, we will later find out that this is not real and is an intimidation tactic for Aaron, but it is really hard to watch. It's a very, it's a very wrenching scene.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's very rough. Aaron has a moment where she talks to the Mushroom Lady about the three children she brought successfully to term,
0: we, by the way, we're calling her the Mushroom Lady because it's it wasn't a fruit on her planet. It's a mushroom on her planet that grows metal that she can break through with her spit.
1: But. Oh, I, I I was calling her that because she looks kind of like a mushroom.
0: She does kind of yeah. Her makeup, not yeah, not not nothing about the actress.
1: <laughs> Is this Ben Browder's wife again? Is this the part of the season where they sneak her in and a lot, under a lot of makeup? Or?
0: No, no, she was already someone else. I forget who, but she was already on this season.
1: But the the Mushroom Lady talks about how, you know, she gave birth to three children and they were beautiful. And she just hopes that they're useful so the Skirins won't kill them. Which, if
0: She asks Aaron if Aaron has ever had a child. And Aaron says, like, no, she didn't. And even if she had had a child, it, it, she wouldn't have been a mother because she would have had a child the way her mother did. Where it was just, like, for the glory of the Peacekeepers. Yeah,
1: Peacekeeper Society doesn't have a concept of motherhood she would have been part of a breeding program the babies would have been taken away and trained as soldiers from birth like she was
0: right this woman is like hey i have enough sleeping pills for both of us to take them and die if you want and aaron's like i'm
1: too much of a coward to take them but i've been hoarding them for long enough that i have enough to kill two now
0: i really think from the look on claudia black's face that this is this is the moment where she's certain that this is a lie. Mm. She's like, mm, no, no.
1: Not buying it. Yeah. For no other reason than they, like, so she's just holding the pills the whole time.
0: Right? <laughs> right?
1: Like, no one noticed she's been holding the pills.
0: Ugh. So, Scorpius, back on the alternate Moya's is like, well, let's figure out who Stark loves and get that person. And John knows that Stark said the word, said Katrazi, when he was helping aaron slash Chiana cross over. Aaron. Sure. Charon. Ooh, I like that one. Charon. Yeah. Back on Real Moya, Dargo is holding fast that they are not going to abandon. The rest of the crew.
1: And Sukozu's like, I think we should vote on it. I think we should get, we should wake up Naranti and then everyone should take a vote and see whether or not we leave. And Dargo's like, excuse me, this is not a cheerocracy. This is a cheer-tatorship.
0: I am the cheer captain.
1: I am cheer Stalin and you have to cheer do whatever I cheer say. How weird is it that it's glory in that movie?
0: That is weird. But before he gets too into his chilly metaphor, uh, Pilot tells him that there is a ship just outside of sensor range, so they better figure out what they're doing.
1: Yeah, are they gonna run, or are they gonna do that thing that makes them look like a toilet ship or whatever? (laughs) Meanwhile, more torture.
0: Yeah, and during torture, Aaron is telling the Scarens that the father of her child is this guy who used to send her on missions when she was an assassin in that period where we didn't see her. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's, like, she's just telling this whole story, and, uh, y'all, like, we we know this is all a lie. Like, they have her pumped full of so much truth serum, and she's just telling a whole tall tale.
1: These guys are really bad at their jobs.
0: I guess so. Can't
1: read minds, can't inject truth serum properly. What are we good for?
0: She's... She tells them the race that this guy that fertilized her supposedly was, and so they're trying to check the DNA to see if that's what her embryo is, because it's something they don't recognize, which means it might be partly human. Well,
1: it's something they recognize, but don't have records of. Mm-hmm. He's from a planet that is known, but not well explored.
0: So, back on alternate Moya, they have captured and tied up Sharon. And come across Dargo Jewel. And John is, like, trying to get Dargo Jewel to let them go. And Scorpius is like, just shoot her. Because the place is going to kill her in an hour anyway. What difference does it make? And John is like, no, Dargo slash Jewel. Actually, he's, he's just calling her Jewel. Jewel, let us go. And
1: Yeah, there's a weird moment where where Scorpius misgenders Jewel. And John's like, no, it's she, because it's Jewel. And then Scorpius refers to Jewel as it, which is weird and unnecessary, Scorpius.
0: Yeah, do not like it. Mm -mm.
1: But Jewel is firing the pistol, but like Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies where uh, she's kind of holding it limp-wristedly and it's just flopping all over the place and shooting randomly.
0: So finally, Scorpius kills Jewel and then tells John, I don't like the way you do things because...
1: People end up exactly as dead.
0: Yeah, but we have to have all this drama first. So back on the Scaran ship, they've discovered that whatever the embryo is, it's not the race that Aaron said it was, so she must be lying. And she's like, no, no, I... Maybe he lied to me about what race he is. I don't know.
1: I also still don't know who the dad is. It could be so many people.
0: <laughs> right?
1: I mean, I guess I get her lying about it being John's because they'll probably just, like, rip it out of her or whatever. But Yeah,
0: yeah. She also tells this lie that she was sent by the guy, the guy she made up, to keep an eye on John. Like, that was her mission. Mm-hmm which is interesting because she's trying to she's trying to make it that she wasn't actually important to John she was always like a spy and if if you thought that she had a relationship with him it was just because you were misreading her deep cover
1: i know this episode she talks a lot about wanting to protect her baby but she is prioritizing john over the child like if she said it was john's they would keep the child as a bargaining chip if she successfully convinces them that it's not John's, then there's no reason to keep her or the child alive.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true. Or she might be just trying to keep them confused long enough to keep her alive, long enough for John to come get them.
1: I mean, I guess that is sort of what they're implying that she's doing, but why would they keep her alive if she established that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the, co- I
1: mean, the, the only reason she's alive right now is because they think that she might be useful in getting John to impart wormhole knowledge and or the baby will have wormhole knowledge in its head because maybe it's genetic when cricket aliens put stuff in your brain.
0: Why not? Why not? So back on Moya, the command carrier is barreling down on them and they decide that they are going to... Use that thing that they got on the girls' night out Mm -hmm. that makes Moya look like other ships to make Moya look like a Skarin trader so that the command carrier stays away.
1: And Sukosu's like, they hate Skarins, though. Won't they just try to blow us up? And they argue that because the... I'm sorry, Sebastian and Skarin are too close together. It's so easy to get them mixed up. Because the Sebastians are only looking for Moya, they're just gonna ignore their enemies or a
0: Well they're not gonna they're not gonna engage in a fight they don't need to engage in. They're just gonna stay away. Hmm.
1: That's optimistic of them.
0: Well that's why Sakosu thinks they should just starburst away. So now Dargo's like, okay, well then let's actually vote. And Sakosu gets outvoted.
1: It was dumb of Sakosu to suggest voting in the first place.
0: It really was. So Chi-Aaron is very Chiana here in the way that she is flirting with John and being like, Hey, John, I don't know what's going on, but I know you just tied me up because you like me, right? I tie up people I like. You should you should let me go. And it's, uh, John is having a difficult time here because even though she's wearing Nabari makeup, it is definitely Aaron. And he's like, I can't, I cannot, I can't kill her. I can't shoot her. And Scorpius is like, yeah, I respect that. But I can. And he shoots her.
1: He shoots her using John's pistol that's being held in John's hand. He basically puts his hand over John's and then has John's finger squeeze the trigger. So that's a second time uh, John killed an Aaron, if you're keeping track of it, due to the influence of Scorpius.
0: Uh, that is true. Like...
1: Phys- being physically overridden by Scorpius, I should say.
0: Yeah. I was thinking between this and then... Like like you said, killing Aaron before, and then, of course, killing the Biloid last week. I was like, how many th- Or two weeks ago, I guess. How many times did Sean have to watch Aaron die? This whole thing
1: reminds me a little bit of... There was this Teen Titans storyline called the Technus Imperative. Uh-huh. Where uh, Cyborg basically merged with this alien technology thing. And he started kidnapping Titans to protect them. Because... His, his consciousness sort of expanded with the new technology, and it was running off of his baser instincts, which were to protect his friends. Mm-hmm. And to keep them safe, it trapped each of them in a uh, virtual reality that was constructed around their desires, so they wouldn't want to escape. Except he didn't really know a lot of the Teen Titans who weren't in his own personal friend group that well. Uh-huh. So we see this when uh, when Dick Grayson is springing uh, the original Aqualad. Garth from his virtual reality prison. Garth is un, is is in the ocean, and Aquaman's like, "Hi, Garth. I merged all of your girlfriends into one girl you can date without feeling guilty. I call her Shagarathan Girl."
0: Oh my god!
1: And, and Dick Grayson's like, "Do you want to leave?" And he's like, "Yes, yes, I do." <laughs> uh. But it just kind of reminds me of that—the fact that he has to kill Chiana and Aaron, arguably the two people he loves the most—in one.
0: Yeah. Oof grim
1: so stark guides uh, Charon over and as as she does she's like okay uh here are the coordinates for katrotsky
0: yes meanwhile aaron is tortured enough that she admits yes the baby is john's it's only ever been john which is the first time that it, that's been admitted to us
1: yeah i mean we assumed because this is a tv show but you know
0: I mean, there was always a chance that it was Crace's. A slim, slim chance.
1: That's not how TV works.
0: There was a chance that it was that guy's that she had killed. Mm. But yeah, she admits that it's John's, and now John has the coordinates for Catrazzi. Yep. And also, he had to watch everyone on that ship die a second time. Wah, wah. This time it was at his hand, not... not... Not Crace's. Crace Chris isn't even there yet. Crace is going to get to that ship and be like, what the fuck?
1: So Aaron and the mushroom lady are kind of just hanging out in the cell after everyone's left. And the mushroom lady's like, so does John love you? And Aaron's like, we're not doing this anymore. And the lady's like, okay, here's some berries. Let's just kill kill ourselves. And Aaron's like, okay. And they eat a couple of berries. And then Aaron's like, no, stop. This is stupid i know that you were never pregnant like i know that you've been lying to me that you're just trying to get information out of me and she she breaks out she breaks out of her chains and she starts choking the mushroom lady. she she
0: breaks out of her restraints she's still on the ship
1: yes she she breaks out of her restraints and she takes the mushroom lady by the neck she's like tell me have you ever actually had any children and I know you didn't see it. Has enough time passed that I can do spoilery stuff from the new Doctor Strange movie, Multiverse of Madness?
0: Ooh, I think you gotta give it a year.
1: Really? With Marvel movies?
0: Yeah, I think you do.
1: Okay, skip this next bit if you don't want to be minorly spoiled. So there's a bit, I don't know the context because I didn't see the movie, I just watched the scene. Uh-huh. Where, uh... The Scarlet Witch is attacking the Illuminati Uh-huh. because she's trying to find the alternate universe where her children are, you know, alive so she can be with them. Yes. And Mr. Fantastic's like, hey, look, I'm a dad. I know what you're feeling. Just, you know...
0: And by Mr. Fantastic, you mean John Krasinski?
1: Yes, I mean John Krasinski. Okay. Like, so, Jim
0: from The Office.
1: So, yes, Jim from The Office is like, look, I, I'm i a dad, so I know the whole wanting to find your kids thing, but we're going to have to kill you or whatever. I, I I don't know. But she's like, hmm, that's interesting. Do your kids have a mother? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, cool, so I won't orphan them then. And then she kills him.
0: Okay, I, I like this better. Aaron is like... Are your... Did you actually ever have any kids? And the woman says no. And then she chokes her to death and says, good, then I orphaned no one.
1: It's the Leela thing on the Penguin Planet. You know, can't leave orphans, have to kill entire families. Yes. But, uh... Yep. So, that's basically this episode.
0: Well, there's a couple more things. Uh Moya does, finally, the command carrier is barreling down on them, so... They do eventually starburst away.
1: Yeah, John Scorpius bloip back out of the wormhole. Moya snarfs up the pod and then zoops out of there.
0: But then the most important thing, in my opinion, is this moment where Aaron prays and she prays to the... Well, she addresses the peacekeeper god again. But she's like, you know what? Fuck you. You have been listening to me all episode. Literally anyone who can help, I will do literally anything to save my baby and get back together with John which mirrors what John did last episode because he was willing to go to Scorpius to get Aaron back. Both of them at this point are like fuck the whole universe, you know. It's yeah. just about our family now. Fuck the universe.
1: It's all about us.
0: I think this is an important moment for Aaron and for John because the last John died to live in a universe where to you know, to avoid a universe where the peacekeepers or the Scarens had wormhole technology, and this Aaron and this John are like, "Fuck it, fuck them all."
1: All we care about is getting each other through this. Yeah, which, yeah. Which is kind of touching. I mean, it's it's a pretty crap hole universe, you know.
0: Yeah, it's like, what's the what's the point if what's the point of a universe that would require this sacrifice of us?
1: Mm. So yeah, I I I generally like this episode. Like there is there a little fat that could be trimmed? Sure. Is the other universe really annoying and I wish we didn't have to go back there? Yeah. I would have preferred them just like hunting down a scare and escapee or something.
0: So we are up to the final three part trilogy.
1: All trilogies are three part. Mm I don't know, Piers Anthony has some trilogies that are, like, seven parts.
0: I guess Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was famously a five-part trilogy. Anyway, this is the We're So Screwed trilogy. So, next episode is We're So Screwed, Part 1, Fetal Attraction.
1: Uh, barf.
0: And the description is, Crichton and Moya's crew infiltrate Askarin Border Station to rescue Aaron from captivity.
1: All right. I was gonna say, uh... They already did a shadow depository. How hard could this be? Except Talon's dead, so. Right. Honestly, I feel like Talon deserves most of the credit for the reputation they ended up having.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. They don't have a gunship anymore. So, like John, we are in a distant part of the universe. What world building worked for you in this episode? Hmm.
1: I I did like the backstory with the whole Sebastian God thing. The fact that the reason religion doesn't play a part, really, in Sebastian, Because I feel like the story is basically to be like, this is why you don't have faith in gods.
0: Yeah, anyone in authority would be so cruel that why would you worship them?
1: Well, no, I don't think it's an anti-authority thing.
0: No, 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 not an anti-authority thing. It's just... In fact, it's just a recognition that this is the way of the world. Like this is the way authority is. The gods are cruel. Your leaders are cruel. You're like that's oh, just the no, way. No, I is. totally
1: disagree with that.
0: Oh, go. How what did how did you see it?
1: I saw I saw it as something that's about the importance of order. Oh. That you need to have a system in place. You can't just have faith in this unseeable, unknowable thing. You need to have. You need to have faith in the processes of the peacekeepers. Like...
0: Oh, that's interesting. We saw it in different ways like that.
1: Yeah, like, it's something that's, like, look, this is, like, what we are doing is a necessary thing. Without peacekeepers, all that is is chaos.
0: Oh, I like that. Mm. I'm not sure... Granted,
1: that's me reading a lot into one story that was told by Aaron.
0: I'm not sure I'm ready to give up my interpretation, but I do like that one. Mm. Hmm. All right. Like John, we are encountering strange alien creatures. Was there any creature design that stood out to you this episode? I like
1: the mushroom lady. I thought it was cool. It was gross. It was different enough than it wasn't just four head ridges. It was like, it wasn't full puppets. It feels like it's been a while since we've had a really cool full puppet. It has been like, I just, I remembered the really cool mouth thing from like the first episode. And I was like, I feel like we haven't really had that amount of effort in a really long time.
0: That's true. Honestly, it was so low effort, but I really like Stark Sokozu. Hmm. And I don't know why. I just I, I, just do. Maybe I just miss Stark.
1: I also miss Stark. Where is that guy? Yeah, we're really close to the end of the series. You, you need to get back, dude.
0: Like John, we are looking upward at the wonders we have seen. What emotionally resonated with you this episode?
1: Okay, it's, it's a little, it's probably not the best, but Aaron killing that lady.
0: Ah, yes. I mean, for me, it's Aaron, like, sending out the plea to, to guide John to her. Mm. As, as I mentioned since. You, you know it emotionally resonated with me because it made me think of Bones, which is weirdly a show that I feel very emotional about. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know what to tell you.
1: I mean, Bones is the show I saw a few episodes of when I was visiting my parents, you know during breaks in college
0: do we need to do welcome to the jeffersonian where i make you watch all of the episodes of bones
1: please let's not
0: i think that does it for this week
1: there's only so much david us i can take i don't i don't rewatch the first three seasons of buffy that often <laughs> although i i do like angel as a she. yeah sorry go on
0: i think that does it for this week
1: Uh, Yeah, I think that'll about do it.
0: Our show is partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of those supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Maricruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, and Dan.
1: If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show.
0: If you want to talk about this episode or any episode of any television show, you can tweet at us at ilovetvzines or you can email us at ilovetelevisionzines at gmail.com.
1: So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Uncharted Territories. Yes. Now
0: I'm going to make Max watch the episode of Star Trek where Riker fucks BB